come away from Harry said, patting the on the sofa. He curled his around me when I eyes dancing. He his he grinned and me back as he moved the he said, Let's give them a real show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was muttly laughing the whole time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> of course you fucking love it. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Bim. How are you today? Pretty good. How are you? It's my birthday month. And so everything is golden this month. Like nothing bad happens in November. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're going to go with your perspective. Thank you. Thank you for being so generous and indulgent of my nonsense. <laughs> Huh. Um, but yeah, birthday. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, I have the same response to everyone every year for the last few years now. If you're thinking about me for my birthday and you think, God, Bim enriches my life so much, I have two words for you, and they are Joe Malone. Just <laughs> head on over. My scents are Blackberry and Bay, uh, and also the the honey stuff. Yeah, put that shit directly in my eyeballs. Like I, I want it. <laughs> So I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying if you are capable, Joe Malone, if you're listening, send me a candle, sis. Like, <laughs> it's up to you, Joe. Um, no, I, I'm very excited. Um, one year older, which means, you know, ideally one year wiser. Yes, but you are. Am I? Yes. I appreciate I your confidence so. <laughs> as you said that. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. Thank you. The key thing at this point is that as long as I'm thirsting, I feel healthy. So there it is. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> to that end, hosting this podcast with you truly is my best birthday present. I mean, let's just say that a year of Thirst Aid Kit has added 10 years to your life. That is good maths, and I'm here for it. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about today's episode. Yeah, me too. Um, this is one of those kind of compilation episodes, and I'm excited to uh, get into the discussion. <laughs> is that what you want to get into? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Dear Thirst Buckets, beards. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. She's so that, your eyebrows just went way high as you said that. But because, it's true. Yeah, because, you know, any listener who's been with us for you know, a certain amount of time, yeah. knows that I enjoy a hairy man. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a little wolf baby, but yes. 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 <laughs> oh, speaking of wolf, uh-huh. I have a little friend, uh-huh. right? He's a little hairy. Uh-huh. And so his ringtone, because I am 12 still, and so I give people special ringtones. Right. His ringtone is a werewolf howl. Oh my God, I hate you. Or maybe just a wolf howl. Uh-huh. I don't know, whatever. I'm going to pretend it's a werewolf. Okay. Because he's, you know, he's got these hairy forearms and he's got <laughs> long hair. Oh God. And it just, you know, he reminds me of a little wolf. That's fair. Yeah. And, and what a beautiful segue, because we're going <laughs> to talk a lot about hair in general, mm-hmm. but specifically the hair on a face. Yes. And how it changes things. Yeah, what's the term that you, you coined? Ambi uh, beard, what is it? Ambi beardstress? Yes. Yeah, thank yes. you. I am a wordsmith. They call me young Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> but I do think that there are some men uh, for whom a beard mm-hmm. becomes... A moment of, oh, oh, like, yeah. let me turn around and have a look at this. Yeah. Um, which doesn't normally happen when they're without their, you know, right. their hair suit uh, <laughs> uh, armor. I mean, a very popular thing on the internet that people say is that beards are contour for men. 
I agree. <laughs> wow. I mean, it really changes their whole face. Yeah. You're completely correct. And you would think that it's supposed to soften a face, right? Because mm. you're covering up, you know. Right. But sometimes it does not. It actually makes them look, dare I say, more rugged. Oof. Yeah. Shout out to Lumberjacks for yeah. that very reason. Right. Oh, do you remember lumbersexuals? Yes. That term? Yes, I do. Ugh. We've gone through some, we've, we've, we've really skated through some bad words as a race, <laughs> <laughs> people. We've done a bad thing several times. I will say also, it's very interesting that what we think about in terms of um, men with facial hair is the stereotype, of course, is that they are not trustworthy because they are hiding something. Mm. Um, my friend's grandmother was of the very firm opinion that you could not shake her from, that men with beards um, were hiding a weak chin. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That was her thing. She was like, oh, you can't trust him. He's, he's covering it up. He's got a weak chin and a weak chin is a weak character. Oh, wow. That's Listen. interesting because one of my exes, that's why he said he grew a beard was See? because he had a weak chin. See, it's camouflage, right? Uh, so it, it builds uh-huh. up an idea. And I think that's very important as we discuss what is attractive and what, you know, what we've been told is attractive. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, of course, you know, beards were not seen as a thing that was universally hot or, or genteel yeah. or whatever. It's a sign of kind of, you know, outsized masculinity or like, you know, fucking Heathcliff shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting how it has shifted um, in modern times mm-hmm. over the years and has become something that is just more acceptable. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I guess we should talk about who we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, some of these people have come up in small and big ways mm-hmm. over the year. And, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, if you follow us on Twitter or elsewhere, you may have seen us mention them. The first person, of course, will be uh, Mr. John Krasinski. Right. Jim from The Office. Mm-hmm. Who, he did not have a beard when he played that character. He didn't. He didn't. But I feel like he had a beard in his soul I just I, I believe that like I do I really do um, but yeah good old Jim he's going to be one of our topics of discussion today right we're also going to talk about Will Smith I know I'm very excited to talk about this <laughs> I, I cannot wait <laughs> you know why and soon the listeners will too <laughs> um, and then uh, finally we're going to discuss Prince Harry. That's right. My my British cousin, Prince Harry. <laughs> We're going to talk about him. Is he really your cousin? Because I feel like maybe... He's not even a little bit my cousin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just British. Yes. And that'll do. And technically, his family is German. So even, you know, it's, it's very... All I'm saying is I am notorious for clinging on uh, to anyone I have even a little bit of kinship with. And in this case, that makes Prince Harry my cousin. But we're not going to talk about him as a cousin. We're going to talk about how he became hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready for all of this. I am I'm very excited. Let's get into it, Nicole. Okay, Bam. Hmm. Go on. Let's get started. Mm. I love when your voice has intent. Like this. <laughs> so let's get started with John Krasinski. Let's do let's. Um, he has surprised me with his glow up. Mm, tell me more, Nicole, please. Because I watched The Office. I was a sucker for Jim and Pam until oh, like the I? last two seasons. I mean. Um, <laughs> and I could not for the life of me, even though I knew that this was supposed to be about small town America, uh-huh. whatever. Mm-hmm. I could not for the life of me understand why Jim was mm. driving everyone crazy. Like the, he, he was always considered this 
sexy, irresistible Uh guy. And I'm like, is it just because he's tall? That was a big part of it. I got to be honest. I'm like, good gravy. His hair was a mess, you know, and not in a sexy way. It was just so like, I don't feel like getting a haircut kind of way. It was the haircut of several indie boys I knew Mm. back in London. Mm -hmm. Like it was a bad haircut that was somehow made to be the haircut of white men of a certain age. (sighs) I know it it was very basic. Yes, it had no shape other than it was like plopped ridiculous on mushroom yes it was like a bowl cut that had been allowed to grow wild yeah it's just a bad haircut a, yeah that was a time we were all living through <laughs> but i know what you mean he's he seemed very basic to me like yeah. i was like he's tall it's that question the age-old question is he hot or is he just tall and white hey and listen that's that's brainwashing that has occurred across culture um, and we thank the Lord that, you know, I'm several, I'm several years clean now. <laughs> but it's it's definitely a thing, right? Yeah. You know, if we were to interview him and we're not, but uh, I just want to get that out there before people Lol. get excited. <laughs> but if we were to interview him, I would ask him if playing Jim made him feel like he had to be more attractive when he was not Jim. You know, mm. like when he they were on hiatus and he they weren't filming. I wonder if he like. You know how when you're feeling bad and you put on makeup to so that you don't show everybody that you're feeling bad? Yes. I wonder if then he, you know, was in the gym working right. out so that he could be different from... He could be Hot John rather than Dweeby Jim. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair assumption. I would ask the same question, Nicole. You're yeah. really, you really are an excellent interviewer. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but the thing is, like, even understanding that he was quite basic didn't stop me from fancying him a little like not mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. but like a base low level hum of awareness of like you oh, know he uh-huh. is tall he's cute and I think also and this is the power of television where all the stuff that is added to the body the the face all mm-hmm. of that stuff so the character of Jim I found him just so lovely like he was this man who was trapped mm-hmm. in this terrible job was so clearly smarter and nicer and better than almost everyone in the room yeah but was trapped here for whatever reason yeah i always found that to be so oddly relatable and right, attractive yeah. and i was like oh i too i'm a swan but i'm surrounded right now and i'm an ugly duckling for now you know like <laughs> there was like a real kinship there for me to find um with him so i think that's what made jim hot to me that you know this idea of being this quiet genius but was kind of stuck working for a fucking paper company right you know in scranton right the job that you take when you're like i just need to make ends meet and then next thing you know you've been there 10 years and you have this whole family with these people isn't that terrifying it's frightening (laughs) (laughs) and that's where my arousal was based i was like oh relatable yeah yeah yeah, sure yeah um but john krasinski Mm. it seems like he really wanted to separate himself from jim and so Mm. he did start to work out and he he did did. he grew his beard Mm -hmm. i think the moment that i was like oh john right was when he was on jimmy fallon's talk show Uh uh, his late night talk show and he was doing some lip syncing thing and he was lip syncing to boys to men and he came and he like (laughs) that old school R&B will get you listen I was like what do you know about this you know because it wasn't um, like it wasn't the boys to men that had gone kind of poppy mainstream but he came out and he was really getting into it and he was jumping up and down and okay Don't be gross. (laughs) But I'm just saying that I saw some things. Oh, God. (laughs) You tell me not to be gross and then you say something truly gross. I hate you so much. But I was like, oh, (laughs) hello, John. You're a real boy now. (laughs) 
Are you sully Pinocchio for oh this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god, Nicole. <laughs> He's pressing a finger to his ear like it's got an yes. earpiece. Yes. So he takes off his jacket. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> and he takes off his tie a little. He loses, he loses it. This is it. <laughs> wow, I got a tear in my eye. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so hot. <laughs> I was not ready for John Krasinski. Do you know, that's the first time I've seen it and I'm not ready. Wow. So, yeah, but you see in that clip, which can we just say he has got a beard? He's Yeah, he's got a beard. Yeah. I was surprised by his rhythm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, listen, okay. I'm sorry. Listen. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, do you think that Jim from The Office mm. would be listening to... No. Boys to Men? No. But... John Krasinski, as distinct from Jim, suddenly I was like, oh, yeah, I see it. And the beard is nice. The hair is, like, big. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing this slim little European cut suit. Yes. And when he tears the jacket off, I'm like, yes. Yes. Do that again. I mean, he... he loses his tie. Yes. Neck looking all strong. Listen. <laughs> and this wasn't even, like, him at his full no. um, whatever action hero horror thing no. like this yes. the, the office was literally just like on like yes. it was just ending yes this is like pre-men's health magazine right so his beard was more like hiatus beard that mm. a lot of people you know <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you mean I'm just laughing <laughs> <laughs> um but I was not ready and I will never forget it and <laughs> that's when I was like John Krasinski I'm mm. here for you now you know what that's entirely fair and I think it's very interesting because to go back to the office there were moments in the office like you know we've mentioned how he had sort of a um, uh, an everyman vibe right mm-hmm. right. like the only available hottie in the office so you're like fine I guess I will have a crush on you yes, right yes. like a real crush of opportunity as opposed yes. to like I didn't necessarily choose my choice mm-hmm. but there were moments when Jim would be like this hot thing that you couldn't take your eye off of. Yes. So you know the clip I'm about to play. Yes, I now, do. <laughs> somebody on our Tumblr, which is thursdaykitpodcast.tumblr.com, uh, <laughs> they mentioned, uh, we had an anon uh, question in our ask box, and they said, hey, have you guys seen that episode of The Office where they're talking about crushes and blah, 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 and John Krasinski does this sexy whisper growl thing, and I'd forgotten. <laughs> and very helpfully, this anon was like, it's uh, season five, episode 13, which can I just say, if you're going to come to our inbox, be that servicey. <laughs> Give us the fucking timestamps. And they literally gave us a timestamp. So it's it's on there. And let me just play this clip for you, because when I went back to rewatch it, I found out that my armpits were sweating. <laughs> and I had not expected that. Um, right. So I'm just going to play you. Basically, they're, they're all discussing in the office. You know, when your boss is away, you end up making like noise on your desk. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're all chatting about, you know, is X or Y celebrity hot? And the question comes down to Hillary Swank. And, you know, teams have been taken up and people say she's not hot. And people go, and, you know, Jim is of the, he basically wants the whole fucking thing to end. So he's just like, listen, Hillary <laughs> Swank is hot. Okay? OK, fine. Now, imagine that Hillary Swank comes into this office for real. and She walks over to you and she says... Kevin Malone, I just read your online profile, and there's nothing I'd rather do than make out with you right now. Now you tell me something. Is she hot? <laughs> yes. So Kevin nods yes. Like, yes. 
He's licking his lip. His yeah. eyebrows are like, mm, yes. <laughs> My favorite thing is, as he does that, as he's telling him that story and his voice lowers into that whisper growl. I'm sorry, Mathis will have yes. um, he, He's leaning in. He's got his hands in his pockets and he's leaning in closer and closer. And Kevin doesn't. But I think if it were me, I may have reached across and pulled his face in and kissed him. Because that is easily the hottest whisper on network telly that year. I'm very sure of it. Yeah, me and Pam would have rumbled after. <laughs> <laughs> I would have ruined Jim as much as I just talked about how he's so basic. Right. I would have been like, yeah, you're never going to have another woman after me. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life now. But yeah, John Krasinski, it turns out Jim, you know, defined him for so long. But he's actually done a fuckload of films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people forget because he's been in this game a little while. Yeah. It's coming up to 20 years in yeah. the business. Yeah. Right? So let's go through a little, a few of the things he has done. And we can see, I think, as noted by one of our uh, colleagues here at BuzzFeed News, Alison Wilmer, who wrote about his career Mm -hmm. and how it's kind of transitioned into like Red State kind of, you know, movie hero. Yeah, yeah. But he started out doing things like, you know, Jarhead. Where he's you know plays someone in the army. Mm-hmm. He did he did the holiday. Remember that he was one of the employees of Cameron Diaz's company. Never yeah. forget. Yes, he was even in Dreamgirls. Yeah, very briefly. Right. Very tiny role, but yeah. he was in that. He was in stuff like Shrek the Third. He remember? was in It's Complicated. Right. I loved him in It's Complicated because first of all, the movie is just really good. It's I just, love it. It's a sweet movie. It is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yes, and his character. I wouldn't even say it's a supporting character, but no, it's he, a supporting of a supporting yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. But he, whatever he had to say, all of his lines were delivered so well yes. with such humor mm-hmm. and and just the right punctuation yes. to each scene. His line delivery, I think, is very, very good, whatever he's doing. And I think that's what makes him so, um, I guess, versatile Mm -hmm. and able to do things like comedy and drama and, you know, action stuff and Mm -hmm. all the other stuff. I mean, one of my favorite roles of his actually is in a movie by Sam Mendes called Away We Go. Um, But in Away We Go, he plays like this beautiful, lovely man. And his character is married to Maya Rudolph, which just seems like... If they were a real life couple, I would definitely want to go to their house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just I would yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like they would have really good house parties. Like yes. dinner parties, yes. you know, just like she would be really funny and he would be, you know, the little dry yes. wit to her, like outlandish yeah. humor. Yeah, I just want John Krasinski to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um so but but he I love that movie because again, it's that thing about taking a step back. The movie is not necessarily about him as like a lead character. Mm-hmm. But he's in there and like you said, everything that he delivers is done. You believe it. Like, yeah. he gives it to you. Yeah. I saw him in Nobody Walks, and he was playing a departure from what he usually plays, like the mm. everyman, good guy, kind of safe character. Right. When he was playing somebody who was trying to step out on his wife, basically. Oh, um, no. Yeah, with this young woman that <sighs> was trying to make a film with him. And, and a terrible. Yeah, and it was <laughs> such, um, he got to be kind of sexy in right, that, in right. that creepy, sexy way. I know the type, yeah. yeah um, and so I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And the film didn't do that well, no. but it was nice to see him in this role um, away from, again, Jim at right. the, in the office. And I think, you know, a lot of times people do that. They They try to, 
get something that is as opposite as they can from the, you know, lovable characters that they've been playing for so long. And it falls really flat and it looks, you know, it looks like they're trying too hard. But I think that he still did a solid job in Mm -hmm. in that film. Um, So I can't say that it's like, go out and see it right now but right. I think it's worth a worth uh, a look for right. people who are in, who want to be John Krasinski completists right exactly and I think it's interesting that you mentioned about that that tonal shift of you know it's kind of like the Disney child star mm-hmm. who wants to show that I'm a grown up now and then does like a shoot with fucking Playboy or yeah, whatever yeah. and there is something that um, Alison Wilmore wrote in this piece um, which is called which is a very great head it's called John Krasinski wants to play red state heroes without getting political mm. um, it's a very good piece we'll put it up on our Tumblr so you can find it but there's a little paragraph in there that I really like and she says Krasinski's shift wasn't your standard celebrity glow up more of a glow sideways a lateral move for an actor who had spent years playing the beloved romantic lead and nice guy Jim Halpert on The Office and didn't face a pressing need to make the case for his own attractiveness at 6'3 and possessed of a handsomeness just off kilter enough to be allowed to pass as that of an everyman on TV the actor wasn't pulling a Chris Pratt and rebranding himself as a who'd have thunk it hunk he was doing something closer to what his Aloha co-star Bradley Cooper did for his own high profile bulk up to play Navy SEAL Chris Kyle in Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. And I think that is a very interesting observation to make that it was a glow sideways. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he, he already was in the heart of so many audience members. And yeah. then he was like, all right, well, I'm just going to shift a bit to the left mm-hmm. or to the right or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think th- there is something about that ease, right, that, that that makes him still like he's doing all these action hero movies where you might kind of scratch your head and go, huh? Yeah. And yet you're like, yeah, OK, sure. Like, you know, he went to the gym and he camped out there. Yeah. He got himself some abs. And yes. you don't, but you don't resent that. You don't think you're trying to trick me. You think that makes sense. Yeah. It feels like, oh, that's what's been there all along. And mm-hmm. I was just so distracted by, right. you know, the goofy, lackadaisical everyman that he mm-hmm. was playing that mm-hmm. I didn't look further. But you know what sharpens the eye? Hmm. The beard. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement. But like, absolutely, like, it's one thing to kind of make this body in the gym. And these bodies are absolutely made. Like, no one tell you a lie. Mm -hmm. You work at this shit. Yeah. But then with the addition of the beard, something happens and it becomes rugged and out and out sexy. Like you were saying, lumbersexual. Yeah. This is a man who can, you know, lift things. He looks, I mean... (laughs) Listen, don't get it twisted. The beard makes him look like a little Santa's elf. Okay, that's Jack. Wow. Santa's elf is Jack. Yes. (laughs) Because he's got, you know, the cute little kind of bulbous nose or whatever. And um, he reminds me, I don't know, Bim, if you're familiar with this, but these old claymation, um, stop animation. Yes. uh, Christmas little programs, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all that kind of stuff. Heat Miser, that... That's what he looks like. You're completely correct. You and, are 100% correct. Yes. And it's like, that sounds like I'm insulting him, but I'm not. really not. No, I'm you're just not. Saying, like, he's still, like Allison said in her piece, he's still kind of this safe mm. um, action mm. hero now, right? Because he doesn't look unapproachable. Right. Right. But yeah, like, I feel like the next chapter of his career will be even more interesting because, you know, he's older Obviously, because that's how linear time works. Um, But I also think like maybe this will mean now that he's, you know, he's been the everyman, he's been the action hero. 
I just, I wonder what the next thing will be. And my sincere hope and prayer is that he keeps the beard because I do think it makes his face instantly more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think I that's the key thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what's important. <laughs> is your face interesting to us, Bim and Nicole, only? <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, that doesn't sound insane at all. <laughs> Correct, yes. Oh, God bless you, John Krasinski. Okay, let's move on to someone who's been around for quite a while mm-hmm. like 30 no almost yeah. 25 years at least it's pushing 30 jeez <laughs> <laughs> not to age anyone here right. um but he started off he was not an actor no he was a rapper <laughs> i mean quote unquote rapper <laughs> god bless him <laughs> we are talking about of course will smith yes Formerly known as the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you may have heard of FKA Twigs, but what do you know about <laughs> FKA the Fresh Prince? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, who is undeniably cute. I mean, if you try to deny it, a thunderbolt would kill you. It's a lie. He's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute and he's funny and charming, yes. you know, and to watch his evolution mm. has been a sight. <laughs> It really, <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a grandma-level uh, euphemism. It's been a sight. But it has been. Yeah. Because like you said, his trajectory was not, where he has ended up is not where you thought he would end up. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's uh, interesting always. Yeah. So when Will Smith first came on the scene as Fresh Prince, it was mm. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Right. Classic tunes. <laughs> um, parents just don't understand. Very like... Uh, it's a little controversial to call him safe, but that's, again, safe. He was someone that our parents could listen to. Or they would be okay with us listening to him right, rapping. Right. There was a cleanness to him. Yeah. Like, there wasn't, like, there, he never had that element of, like, razor edge danger. Yeah. You know, with his kind of acid wash clothes and his cute smile. And again, that face is so cute that you're kind of like, what evil could you li- lead my child to? Right. Yeah, you you're can't. a rapper, but you're so sweet and, right. you know, cute and whatever. Um, yeah. I don't think he cursed. I think that was one of his things. Like, yes. he didn't curse. Yeah. He there was, was just, nary a bitch to be found. Right. He was just, you know, party rap. Yes, yes, 100%. And, like, good party rap. Yeah. Like, if you put summertime on right now, I don't care that it's winter outside. I will dance. Summertime. It's a classic. 100%. His legacy was secure with just that track. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be very honest. Yes. But then Will Smith did that amazing thing and evolved mm-hmm. right in front of our eyes. And, you know, Fresh Prince, because, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised... <laughs> On the playground was where he spent most of his days. And I think that as a worldwide phenomenon, I think people forget mm-hmm. how big mm-hmm. that show was. It was huge. Across huge. the world. I mean, stamped by Quincy Jones, mm. who is... Well, he's Quincy. B- yeah. <laughs> bigger than life. Right? Right. Um, and then also... Fresh Prince had people like Queen Latifah on, Nia Long, yep. Jada Pinkett Smith. Was she on there at one point? I think she may have been. I mean, I mean, let's let me tell you, let me tell you the the, the absolute way that this show straddled the world. The current person in the White House once guested. All right, on this show, yeah, like. 
it really was a phenomenon. Oprah was on this. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. an idea of Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was on this bloody show. And it was that thing that was also simultaneously very mainstream, but also quite black. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. And it was kind of like, again, this way of showing in the way that the Cosby show. Right. Let people see a side of blackness that they ignored i'm right. going to say that yeah. not that they didn't see but that they ignored in mm-hmm. order to uh boost some stereotypes right the fresh prince also showed the fresh prince of bel-air also showed uh this world the slice of black american life that people right. claim they weren't familiar with didn't right. really see didn't get boosted were this upper middle class right. wealthy kind of family mm-hmm. But we're literally in the same generation tied to, quote unquote, the hood. Yes. And that that can happen simultaneously. That you can be both at a prep school in Ritzy Bel Air Mm -hmm. and have a cousin who's, you know, being sent over to you because life is a little bit too rough in West Philly. (laughs) And I think that's a very interesting still. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been a lot of telly around that very. And of course, this was played for laughs. But the show had like some real moments like. Yes. People forget. And Will Smith, who started out not being a very good actor on it became a better actor on the show and the show was on for years yes that moment why don't he love me man how come he don't want me uncle phil will Will. you know what uncle phil i'm gonna get through college without him i'm gonna get a great job without him i'm gonna marry me a beautiful honey and i'm having me a whole bunch of kids i'll be a better father than he ever was and i sure as hell don't need him for that because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids How come he don't want me, man? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm crying even thinking about it. I don't know anybody who doesn't look at that clip and still cry. Right. No matter how many times they see it. It's moving. It is so moving. (sighs) He did that. He did do that. And he did (laughs) all of that without a beard. So. Right. He had this very small... You know, baby mustache, a little yeah. scruff, it you really know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I think part of it is that he had to be, mm. you know, a, uh, something that white people felt comfortable looking at. Right. Non-threatening. And a lot of times when black men um, are clean shaven mm. or don't have a lot of facial hair, mm-hmm. it is, again, to make sure that white people feel okay right they feel comfortable with their right. presence like i'm so smooth and baby-faced and right, therefore right. i'm not a threat i'm not the thug on the street whatever yep, yep. and that's like <sighs> fucked up in its own way but like he was very much a sweet like young man mm-hmm. and they really played into that and they made it so that you know he, he's like cute and i'm sure they made him shave because he was yeah. a grown man when he yeah. was playing it so yeah but he kept that little wispy baby mustache right yeah and then he kind of kept that ongoing. So after Fresh Prince, he kind of like then branched into movies and mm-hmm. then he became like, you know, Mr. Summer. Let's not forget, he was the guy who essentially reintroduced blockbusters. Shout out to Independence Day. And he owned the summer pretty much for the next decade. Yes. That's the kind of shit Tom Cruise people do. Yes. And Will Smith says, yeah, that's cool. Let me do this with this added melanin. So shout out to Will Smith. And that's the other thing I need to say. He is a cultural juggernaut that doesn't get half the props he should right so many people are i don't want to say threatened but they 
You know how it is. White yeah. man can do the stuff. Tom Cruise can do all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's fine. No one bats an eye. But then right. Will Smith does it and it's like, let's break this down and analyze why he's so successful. Right. What is right. he doing? Is he a Scientologist? Right. What, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. And it's like he's just doing what the other blockbuster stars before him have done. Right. He has a team of people uh-huh. who look at the scripts and decide, is this going to be a hit and should I waste my time on it? Right. And I think that's a valid way to do business. And the key thing to point out is that Will Smith is also doing this in addition to all the other stuff that he's doing. So he's, yes, he's Mr. Blockbuster. But at the time also, he was doing comedy and he was out doing action. He was doing like R-rated fucking, he did Bad Boys at the height of his big, big, you know, like right. he really has mixed it all up. And can I just say that, yes, I grew up with Will Smith. So in a way, for the beginning of my crushing, I, I, I was very much kind of like a very familial. Mm-hmm. He was very much boy next door, just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah. I recognize this boy, yeah. you know, this young man. I get it. And then, and I, for a long time, I didn't know how to feel about this. I was like, do I fancy Will Smith? <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and that was a big step for me to kind of go, no, I do. Because part of me is kind of like, do I fancy the corny rapper? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and it turns out, Nicole, I do fancy Will Smith. I'm sorry. <laughs> How did you become so confident in your response? So, like I said, I was grappling. <laughs> oh, God. I was grappling with do I or do I not fancy Will Smith when I was younger? And then something happened that cemented um, my opinion one way or the other. And that is that um, I had a dream about Will Smith. <laughs> Hmm. No, don't. (laughs) It was very much a surprise. Okay. I feel like I'm at a press conference. Uh, It was a very (laughs) surprising turn of events. But I woke up the next morning and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, would you like to share some of the details of the dream? I just, I know that we were living together. Okay. uh Uh-huh. Because I. (laughs) Domestic goddess strikes again. Every time. (laughs) And I, I just remember, like, I can't say anything other than it was not. And it was not an ambiguous dream. It wasn't mm. like, oh, did we or didn't we? We definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what surprised me. And I was like, wait, do I fancy? And then my subconscious was like, bitch, you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was the evidence that it turns out the subconscious foof wants what the subconscious foof wants. And yeah, <laughs> turns out it was Will Smith. So I have a very strong reaction to him. And this is interesting because, again, objectively speaking, I can say that Will Smith is at his hottest when he has a beard. Yes. And in this dream, he did not have a beard. Oh. Right. You see, he had like his little, his little box of hair, you know, yeah, around the, his mouth. Yeah, the, the little, little goatee. Right, right. And I was like, cool, whatever. But then I saw him in Suicide Squad. Yes, where the beard is fully developed <sighs> and thick, thick and glistening because it's moisturized. Yes, it is, bitch. I Ooh. mean... Yes. Listen, so the character is called Deadshot, and it's basically the DC version of fucking Bullseye, right? Mm-hmm. He never misses. Lol. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the beard is just lived in, and like you said, it's thick. Yeah. And it looks lustrous. Yeah. And it's kind of trimmed in a way that it's um, narrow or thinner on the sides, mm-hmm. but then the the base is very full. <laughs> But also, okay, Philadelphia, Philadelphia men, I don't know about Philadelphia white men, Mm. but Philadelphia black men are known for having very pronounced, luxurious beards. I've seen the tumblers, Nicole. Yes. (laughs) And so I feel like Will Smith Uh went back 
to his roots on this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And was like, let me bring out some Philly on y'all. Right. And, you know, thickened up that beard. That beard is truly glorious. Mm Mm-hmm. And in this, because he's bald in this movie as mm-hmm. Deadshot, so it's like this. You really see like his dome. It's yeah. it's it's yellow. Yeah, he's got yellow undertones, right? And yeah, and then the beard comes in, and I'm like, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. And that's the power mm-hmm. of a good beard. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing. It the beard pulls focus away from the bald head mm-hmm. because I am not as you know, I right. do not you enjoy d- bald yeah. men. That's I but really you, do. Yeah, you yeah. like the bald men. I right. do not. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, there's the hair. <laughs> oh, God. Why does that sound so dirty? <laughs> oh, there's the hair. And then also, I mean, if we're going to keep, I'm not, okay, I'm not going to go all the way there. Mm-hmm. But I will say that when I see a beard after I like check, oh. <laughs> your face is already like, no, don't say it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Please, by all means, go on. I'm ready. But after I do like the initial, oh, that looks good. It looks, you know, healthy and groomed and, you know, <laughs> whatever moisturized then i'm like oh what would that look like a little later during private time (laughs) i'm so scandalized right now i'm so angry (sighs) (laughs) i hate you so from the from the bottom of my of my heart i hate you so much for this okay listen sometimes men think just having a beard is enough Right. Right. They don't do anything to it. They just let it grow and then gets like split ends. Like, I, I don't want to see a beard with split ends. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, you can groom yourself mm-hmm. without anybody, you know, making assertions about your sexuality if that's what you're afraid of or right. whatever. You know, that right, right, right. fucking Duck Dynasty ass beards. <laughs> you know, I just, it's okay to put like scissors to them yeah. and trim them up and just give whatever. It a little shape. Yeah, just some coconut oil, something. Something. Just, just just act like you love yourself. Yes. Not everyday grit and leather. Yes. Some days, some really nice shea butter. Yes. Okay? Soften the fucker. I mean, okay? I, we got to touch that shit. <laughs> Among other things, you <laughs> bastard. It's very... Yeah, I do think that... And I think that's the, that is the defining quality of this particular Will Smith beard. Because, you know... He's done so much. Like, mm-hmm. lest we forget, Will Smith has had the busiest roster. I mean, and he's reinvented himself. He's now like this old man of Instagram. Yes. I love king it. King of dad jokes. Like the king. And to be fair, you could argue he has been the king of dad jokes since this before he was this a dad. But like, there's something about older Will Smith, right? Where he has like in a bit of salt and pepper in his beard. Yeah. And it's kind of, he has like this scruff, this constant scruff. Yeah. Right? He doesn't, he's no longer clean, clean shaven. Right. right? And I find it weirdly comforting. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah. oh, this is the guy that I have loved for so long. And he's settling into like middle-aged daddom. Yeah. I find that thrilling. I'm yeah. like, it feels like, you know, that moment in movies where a couple looks at one another, you know, they're 60 years old and they kind of go, we did all right, Adeline, or whatever. <laughs> and that's how I feel when I look at Wilson. I'm like, you know what? We've come a long way, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, he is... Uh... He's a solid uh, Hollywood celebrity, as far as we know. As far again, as we know, you know, right. everybody. I feel like that's the story. <laughs> right. Everybody's like, oh, as far as we know, right? <laughs> Asterisks. <laughs> oh God, we're laughing because it's terrible. <laughs> Everyone is awful, um, but he he does make you feel like. Growing older and settling into who you are is not so bad after all. 
you know. He's lived through a few things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been marriage, there's been divorce, there's been this long union with this beautiful black woman and their amazing children Mm -hmm. who, you know, on a good day are amazing. On a bad day, you think, what the fuck is up with these rich black kids? But but another part (laughs) of me is kind of like, I love it. Rich black kids, what a thing. Live your crazy lives. It's wonderful. But I do think that you're right. That feeling of someone who has settled into themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he very much is a dad. He's got that new animated movie coming out. I know, I know. But like in my head, I'm like, that fits exactly. Like, why wouldn't you do a little animated comedy where you're a super spy who becomes a bird? Like, (laughs) yes, that makes sense for you, Will Smith. Like, I will still fancy you even in this foolish, amazing, terrible looking movie. I remember uh, Questlove, the drummer from The Roots, Mm. said that he had gone over to Will Smith's house Mm -hmm. And Will pressed a button and the floor moved and went away and like a whole nother room came up out of the floor. And like he was so, Questlove was so amazed by this thing. And it makes me think of what you just mentioned that, you know, he lost his money and he, Will Smith lost his money and he learned to never make that mistake again. Right. right? And so that's something that you can see in that salt and pepper beard that he has learned from his mistakes and he has vowed not to repeat them as as. If he can help it, you know, if it's something that is in his control, Mm. he is not going to be broke again. (laughs) I love the idea of a beard as a marker of of, of like hard won knowledge. Yeah. Like this beard is salt and pepper, bitch, because I've seen some stuff. Yes. Like if I struck a match on this, the match would show you my memories. And listen, I mean, obviously we don't know what goes on in their household. But the fact that Jada Pinkett Smith Mm. takes whatever job she wants to. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. And she is out there doing her thing all the time. And he is right there, like, look at my wife. Right. In the classic photo, of course, where yes. he's literally he's showcasing yes. her. Like, take a look at my spouse. Yes. That's just hot. I'm sorry, but you see you see why I fancy Will Smith? You see why yes. I'm having weird sex dreams about Will Smith? Because of shit like this. Yes. He's a strong black father, and I'm here for it. I'm here for that in yes. general, but especially for Will Smith. And your salt and pepper beard wheel. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> this next beard that we're going to talk about. Yeah. He's, um... <laughs> He's a special. (laughs) We have personified this beard. (laughs) Let me just say, Uh I love a ginger beard. Mate. Now, you can have dark brown hair, Uh whatever, but when your beard comes in, ginger comes in red, Uh I am a moth to a flame. (laughs) I. (laughs) You look so serious right now. I, I don't know what it is. It looks like you are defending your PhD right now. You are so serious. <laughs> I feel like a bug on a windshield. Just... <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. I think I just snotted on the mic. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, my God. A bug on a windshield. Yes. <laughs> just splattered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. He is the cause of this hysteria. (laughs) Now, 
if you have a long memory or even a short one, because this didn't happen all that long ago, you may remember a youthful Prince Harry going to a costume party and wearing the uniform of the fucking SS. Yeah. Like he had on a fucking swastika. Yeah. And, you know, it was out there and it was like, oh, the prince is young and foolish. And it's like, cool, cool, cool. Right. Except mm-hmm. not cool at all. Right. And you said his people are German. Like the family is German. The family is. So okay. it's kind of like, fam, what, like, what are the you... fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like, you're already a prince of an archaic and ridiculous institution. And then you come out with this fuckery. Right. And it was just kind of like, what's going on? So you can imagine the world's surprise (laughs) when this man brings home a light-skinned black woman and is like, hey, I'm going to marry her. And then proceeds, like, literally to ensure the line by getting her pregnant a few weeks later. I mean... Listen... (laughs) I feel like, <laughs> so you Man. can imagine, all, so all of this to say that Prince Harry, we spoke before about trajectories not mm-hmm. going the way you had thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> many people didn't see it. I would like to point out, Nicole, that what? I did see you it. You did see it. Thank and we you. We have audio proof. Okay. <laughs> Bring on the receipts. This is from a little show called Another Round. Remember, remember. Hosted by Tracy Clayton and Heaven Nagatu. <laughs> what if? What if? What even if Prince Harry mm. just married some Nigerian? Listen, what <laughs> if? What if he married some Nigerian British girl called Bissy? <laughs> <laughs> what is stopping Prince Harry from marrying a Nigerian British girl? Well, go. Well, I have a question okay. that may lead to an answer. Is Prince Harry the one that was <laughs> that was photographed in like a, a Nazi like armband? The very one. Okay, I think that's that might be a hurdle. All I'm saying to is busy getting into okay, the. Listen, it's <laughs> all I'll say is this on the Black Girl Network. Ooh, <laughs> okay, what? and there I, is. I'm just gonna say this. Okay, I want no judgment. This is a safe space. What is it we say? Don't at me. <laughs> Let me just say what I know to be true. Okay. 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 Speak your truth, girl. Prince Harry mm-hmm. is not the ugliest prince we've ever had. That's it. <laughs> what a British okay. ass answer. Okay. <laughs> so you know how sometimes you look at someone uh-huh. and you yes. just think, I think... Tracy has really good radar My radar is on point. So Tracy understands what I'm talking about. Heaven, uh-huh. get, please... Uh, my please, radar is off. Please <laughs> ascend to our level. But I think Prince Harry gives off Mm-hmm. A certain vibe. Uh-huh. I don't know how to say this without sounding incredibly creepy, but I think <laughs> that there is a possibility mm-hmm. that if I were to smile at Prince Harry, <laughs> right, he would smile back, right, Ooh. right, and that's that's how it starts. That's how it starts. That's, how it that's starts. the beginning of what could be a very okay. different looking royal family. So, well, I don't often toot my own horn. That's a lie <laughs> I do all the time. But I will say this: toot, motherfucking toot. <laughs> I did say this back in 2016 when Meghan Markle was merely a twinkle in Prince Harry's eye. And Mm -hmm. I I said it and it was real and it was true. And now we have potentially Prince Kwame (laughs) coming shortly. And I want us all to just pay me my money because I said it. That baby's (laughs) name is about to be Patrick. (laughs) His middle name in my heart will always be Kwame. Okay? Kwame Adekunle. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) 
for that alone, I deserve medals. But yes, yes, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's shift to Prince Harry's beard, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I think that for many people is the marker of when he went from being a ridiculous rich tosser right. into, oh, I probably would. Right. Because he's always been positioned as the rebellious one. You know, he was right. the baby boy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's literally the heir and the spare, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of stupid things, like we mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> he did. And he was able to, I guess, have a bit more freedom mm. than Prince William. Right, right. Well, like One of them was clearly going to be king. Yes. And the other was, well, only if a terrible tragedy occurs, will you be king? Right. Mm-hmm. And so Prince Harry, uh, you know, he had his little baby face for a while. Yeah, he was beautiful like his mom. Yeah. And then he showed up with that beard. <sighs> And, I, and again, I was just like, oh, tell me, tell me more, Prince Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Because, like you said, uh-huh. it was when he had that beard mm-hmm. that I I had an inkling. Mm. But the beard was definitely like, oh, he wants, he dates black girls. Like, he's got, <laughs> he's got an eye for black women. Oh, right, right. That he can't fully, you know, express. That's that scientific background of yours, Nicole. It, it really is. <laughs> But I know exactly what you mean. The beard kind of signaled something. Yeah. Like a, a certain demographic was awakened. <laughs> what? And it's so, so many black women yes. gravitated towards Prince Harry. Right. Like Prince William, when he was younger, was handsome-ish, Yeah, I guess. no, not even yeah. ish. He was, he was, like, you know, he was beautiful. Yeah, but I didn't get... As many black women, like, mooning over him. No, there wasn't anything to moon, like, over. Yeah. He just wasn't for us. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to a little bit also just kind of like, I think most women anyway that I know at various points in the month, um, like the (laughs) idea of a rebellious bad boy. Yes. And Prince William never once in his life has given up that vibe. Right. But Prince Harry Mm -hmm. definitely has. Yeah. So there, there was like... You know, I've written about my, you know, African auntie's love for Diana Mm -hmm. and by extension her boys. Mm -hmm. So I always had a soft spot for them anyway. Mm -hmm. That soft spot became (laughs) another kind of spot when I actually was like, oh, no, Prince Harry, I hate myself, but I would. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's the thing. You're like, "Uh, but I would. Right. Like, I'm a staunch Republican. (laughs) Fuck a royal family. This whole institution is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't business with it. Mm -hmm. However... (laughs) Like you said, if he smiled at me right. before he was married, of course. Yeah, no, of course. You know, I would yeah, entertain like, the smile. Wouldn't you? I would what's, entertain the smile. What's not to entertain? Especially someone like you who genuinely does love a ginger beard. Listen, and I, you know, people do not, a lot of people don't see it for gingers. Like, you know, yeah. you'll... Sometimes gingers, like, y'all get real extra sometimes because y'all try to make it seem like you've been oppressed like black people you know or mean? something. I'm and like, all right, like, calm down. There calm wasn't, down. There wasn't a civil rights movement for carrot tops. Calm down. <laughs> let's get real. Where's your MLK? Let's, let's all calm the fuck down. <laughs> but I do know that they yes. get teased a lot. Yes, you know? and it's hellish. Right. I've seen gingers reduced to tears when I was, like, growing up. So I, I, I don't diminish any of the very real horror of right. being bullied for being a redhead. Right. You know, and he was teased in the press. Mm-hmm. But yeah. instead, he just leaned into it. Yeah, because there's a lot. this uh, one image that I love. I have it on my phone right now where uh-huh. he is. I think it was a fashion show. Yeah. In, uh, Some kind he, of presentation. Yeah, was he in Ghana? I don't know. It may have been. 
It was definitely in Africa. Yeah, we'll look it up. Mm. And there was a fashion show, and the woman was coming out, and she looks gorgeous. She's got her hair wrapped and everything, and everyone in the audience in this picture is focused on her. Everyone Mm. just, just like, mesmerized. Harry is in the front row. Yeah. The look on his face, if he could have sopped her up, he would have. First of all, it became the primest <laughs> meme photo ever. It um, epitomized ready to risk it all. And that's what people were captioning it. Prince right. Harry, ready to risk it all. I mean, the most viral one um, happened in December 2015. The, mm-hmm. the caption that that really kind of went everywhere was by um, a Twitter user who was called um, I am Supervillain, which is a great name. <laughs> um, but they posted this photo of Harry mm-hmm. and the, the caption said, when your girl texts you about the salad she made for dinner, but you can see jollof rice in your future yes <laughs> and it is it is a perfect caption to a perfect photo let's not forget the beard is looking it's a little short yeah but it's proper true ginger yeah it's orange fam. yes he just looks good i yeah. can't lie all of it matches the shirts open at the collar mm. it just works and he does have a good jaw yeah. you know so this yeah. is like it just looks like an enhancement i cannot lie i Guys, I, I just, I really fancy Prince Harry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I have betrayed my Republican roots. But, you know, it just turns out that, you know. But I will say that I did see his approval spike. Much like Barack Obama when we discovered his wife was a dark-skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. Like Prince Harry being engaged and then married to a biracial black woman. Right. Really did something for his uh, rep. The thing about Prince Harry and Meghan is that once we found out that they were dating Mm. and once it became official and then the press, you know, started having a field day and their lives, you know, changed even more. Mm. Prince Harry sent out a statement saying, back the fuck up. He did. (laughs) And there is nothing hotter than a man. Okay. It can get a little, it, it you know, sure, a little iffy, mm-hmm. you know, when someone kind of uh, flexes and right, and stake a claim on me. I'm right. not land, right? But also show that you respect me, that you are standing by my side, that you right. are honoring me, and mm-hmm. that you will protect me. Right, and I think that is the point of this press release, where the language never dips into that patriarchal hands yes. off my woman. Yeah, it's kind of like respect the fuck out of the woman I'm choosing to spend my life yes. with. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt because. Um, and I'm going to do my best BBC accent. <clears throat> so the letter has started and he's talking a lot about, you know, um, I've grown up, you know, in the limelight. And I'm very I'm very aware of the, the warmth that people kind of send me and et cetera. However, uh, something has changed. Um, and this is this is the bit where he says, but the past week has seen a line crossed. Now, I don't know about you, but I clenched my legs at that point. <laughs> he said this is this is this is directly from the press release. His girlfriend, Meghan Markle, has been subject to a wave of abuse and harassment. Some of this has been very public. The smear on the front page of a national newspaper, the racial undertones of comment pieces and the outright sexism and racism of social media trolls and web article comments. Some of it has been hidden from the public, the nightly legal battles to keep defamatory stories out of papers, her mother having to struggle past photographers in order to get to her front door. It's a little pause. I'm going to pause and drink some water. <clears throat> and this is the this is the paragraph that truly um, elevates me on the inside. It raises me up. 
Prince Harry is worried about Miss Markle's safety and is deeply disappointed that he has not been able to protect her. Mm, Harry! <laughs> it is not right that a few months into a relationship with him that Miss Markle should be subjected to such a storm. He knows commentators will say that this is, quote, the price she has to pay and that, quote, this is all part of the game. He strongly disagrees. This is not a game. It is her life and his. Harry, you motherfucker. I, <laughs> I threw my bra at the screen and I was like, take it, Harry. Listen, it's yours. There is no racially charged, racially tinged. Mm-hmm. Call it by its name. The racism, the sexism. What? Listen. He said girlfriend. He said my girlfriend. Hands. And then he ends it with this fucking mic drop of a line. This is not a game. Bitch. That that was what was in the parentheses. (laughs) If he had had his anger translated, it would have been like, this is not a game. And the person would have popped up and said, bitch. And it would have come from the heart. Just straight from the gut. And then he said, it is her life. And this is the fucking and his. Yeah. Like, Like, if it was not clear that he was about to marry her right then and there, you knew. (laughs) You knew. He was walking down the aisle with her. Wow, I am terrifically. My came all out. (laughs) (laughs) I am genuinely and terrifically aroused. Like, it is such. I mean, I never thought a press release could be sexy. Right. And then Prince Harry said, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) And my fancy dress costume. I want you to hold it while I release the greatest mixtape press release of all time. It's truly, it is both incredibly stern. Yeah. And you know how I feel about sternness Mm -hmm. and incredibly sexy. And together we have just this, wow. Yes. When they did their first uh, interview post-engagement with ITV Mm -hmm. and the interviewer asked uh, them, you know, so I understand you spend a lot of time indoors. You've been, you know, kind of enjoying each other away from the cameras and stuff like the look on Megan's face like yeah, yeah we've been inside a whole lot <laughs> I was like Harry <laughs> I see you you got a cousin <laughs> let, let me know <laughs> my favorite thing about that video about that whole documentary you know, meet Harry and Megan mm-hmm. is not so much the words that they say but their expressions. Yes. He looks besotted with her yes. and she looks besotted with him. And there is nothing I love more than seeing equal levels of love and lust and all the good stuff between a couple. I think it's the hottest thing that you can showcase or telegraph in anything. And they were transmitting it so... It was beaming out of their beaming. eyes. Beaming. And when he talked about her mother, he loves her mother like cooked food. You can tell. Oh, my God. He is completely charmed by her mother. And right. I'm like, if this is... If your man loves your mother like that and he loves you like that... Listen. There's... I mean... I mean, Megan has the right idea. I'd be pregnant in weeks also. Listen. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let's make this official. Okay? Let's go halves on a baby. All right? Let's just do it. Man, when they gave us that little car to drive off in, I would have been knocked up right then and there. <laughs> it's like, where's, where's Nicole and Harriet? They, they took a stop. Like, it wouldn't even be a thing. It is something about seeing someone, regardless of his race, hmm. uplift his black woman in such a way mm. that we don't see enough of. We see it. I don't want to discount anybody no. who has talked and because we do have plenty of examples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> he does not care who's watching. I mean, obviously, he has some rules, protocols that he mm-hmm. has to follow and mm-hmm. how he has to present himself and his family to the public. Right. But as we've seen, he he and Megan have just been kind of like, mm, we're, we're affectionate and we enjoy right. each other and we're young. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he did as much like he, he pressed down the parts of him that wanted to clearly tongue down his wife after they said, right. I do. Right. And he's like, all right, fine. A chaste peck. <laughs> But then in every other way, he's just kind of like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to hold my wife's hand. Yeah. And, you know, he's been very effusive. Like, I think there was a a video of him walking in London and someone yelled, hi, Harry, how's Megan? And he was like, she's fine. And he was like, I hope it's a girl. And he was like, me too. And I just thought, come on. Listen, like, are you mad? And again, (sighs) you don't want to give cookies to men because they don't punt their babies over the nearest (laughs) fence. Like That's a horrible image. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of yes. like, oh my god, he's a great dad. It's like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. He's doing the bare minimum. Like in the words of Chris Rock, even roaches have babies. Let's all yeah. calm down. Yeah. But I think there is something to be said for someone who is so excited by the prospect of spending a life with this person by their side. Yeah. I think it's incredible. I think it's genuinely moving. And the reason why people are reacting in a way that is slightly outsized mm-hmm. is because it is so rare mm-hmm. for anyone. In this, with this level of celebrity, or especially from a royal family of Britain, which has been one of the most locked down institutions for so long, right. it is a little bit out of the ordinary. Yeah. And I'm not, I refuse to be cool about it because I do think it is a little bit thrilling. Yeah. Like I said, come the race war, I will hesitate <laughs> so hard before I do what is necessary. But in those moments, I'll look at him and his eyes will meet mine and I'll be like, babes, I don't want to do this year. <laughs> But I've got to, <laughs> I've got to do it. All right, but I, I think that is testament to a his love for this woman, but also the beard. Right. So that's the thing that unites all of three of these men that we've talked about today. Not just the beard, but the fact that they're all married. And again, we don't normally focus on um, personal lives, no. but they're all married and they're all affectionate and they're all supportive. Right. From what we can see from right. from our point of view, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's maybe it's the beard that gives them that extra, you know, affectionate power, that extra like it's okay to be affectionate towards your wife or right. your, your partner. Right. And what that then tells you that if you if you if you are this these men are but I mean, they are one of my favorite English words, auxurious. Mm. They love yes. their wives and yes. they are visibly in love with their wives. Yes. And I think that by extension is hot. It is. So John Krasinski, mm. Will Smith, mm. Prince Harry, yes. keep the beard, keep the love, because we're going to keep loving you. Oh, that was a poem. <laughs> so, Nicole. Yeah, Bim. We have uh, some fanfic wars to get through. Yes. Uh, <sighs> Nicole, I am excited because even without consulting, we both knew who we were going to write about this week. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like I should prepare you for my drabble. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. I should just be prepared, but you're not going to tell me what to be prepared for. Right. Lovely. <laughs> That's a useful thing. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so my drabble, uh-huh. of course, is about John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. It's a little um, longer than what I normally do, but I feel like... <laughs> is it? Is it a little bit longer? All right. <laughs> I feel like I needed this today. <laughs> oh, 
my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> I hope I can make it through this. Okay, don't look at me. All right. <laughs> After the movie premiere, John had an attitude with me. It seems I'd given too much attention to Keanu, and no amount of explanation could soothe his fragile ego. From the backseat of the limo, I tried again. Keanu's been the love of my life since I was a tween, I explained for the hundredth time, throwing my hands in the air. John glanced to make sure the privacy screen was still up before cutting his eyes at me. Well, I'm the love of your life now. Did you have to be such a girl about meeting him finally? John gave me his profile. His jaw was tense beneath the fresh trim of his beard. Inside, I rolled my eyes, but I turned to him, placing my hand against that jaw to smooth out the worry there. And I'm your girl now, I said softly. He turned his head slowly to me, the petty jealousy dying down as a new fire burned behind his eyes. He twisted his body to face me more fully and looked down the length of my body, his gaze stripping away the simple yellow tank dress I'd worn. (laughs) But are you my good girl, he asked of me. Get the fuck out. I'd been worried about going braless at the premiere, but now that we were here in the rented privacy of this luxury car, I was glad that John could read my body's response to him. Oh my God, I hate this bitch. God, you're so corny, I breathed out as his hand creeped under the hem of my dress. He used the other to raise my wrists above my head. Oh my God. His fingers, <laughs> his fingers found what they were looking for. You must like corny then. The end. (laughs) Bitch. I I don't. I feel like John Krasinski. Uh huh. (laughs) Your face. Oh my God. You look like, you know, when you're in um, um, an Uber car, Lyft car, whatever, and the driver is driving like he's out of his mind and you look at the fellow passenger like what the fuck is happening that's how you look that's how I feel I feel like except there are no other passengers and so this look is directed only at myself and you are the you are the Uber driver driving reckless I don't I don't that was the most reckless thing you've ever written I know I know it's terrible I I hate so much that you have written this story and now I have to live with it and think about it. And I, I, you're just. Okay. Okay. But listen, so Uh I feel like. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like? John Krasinski is a little, you know, of course he's a little corny and Uh you know, the dad joke kind of way. Right. Which is, I think is sweet. I like that kind of thing. I also think that, you know, he's still, um, to go back to that every man thing that he still maybe has some insecurities, you know, as being the, lovable okay looking guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a room full of people who mm-hmm. have become more than just okay looking right, right you know right. and mm-hmm. so the, you know even when you glow up sometimes you still remember who you were before you glowed up I mean, right so Chris I, Evans did so yeah why right? not right so I feel mm-hmm. like John Krasinski and I have no reason to think this no obviously, it's, as we said it's, before it's projection yes mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he would still have a little like little tinge of insecurity mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would come across and be and still there's room for some silliness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there so you took that feeling <laughs> and then you smartified it yes <laughs> don't say that with so much fucking relish wow nicole i yes i'm um 
I'm all shook up. I um, I feel like a bottle of Coca-Cola. That someone has been shaking <laughs> all day. And I don't know where to put this energy. So I'm just, I might just, I might go have a little lie down before I read mine. Um, wow. Okay, well, I mean, it almost feels redundant to read my Drabble today. Um, who are you talking about today? I think you know that it had to be John Krasinski. It had to be, right? I was, I mean, I could have done a Prince Harry one, uh-huh. um, but it didn't feel quite right. And I feel like everything I need to say about Will Smith, I already said with that dream. Right, yeah, <laughs> that very special dream. Right, like subconscious Will Smith knows about subconscious Vim's feelings, and I think that's enough for anyone to know. <laughs> so, of course, that left John Krasinski. Um, and, you know, John has had a, a fruitful life in this here podcast. He has, he you has. Know? People like they, people like John Krasinski. <laughs> and so I was happy to give them some more of what they already have established that they like. Uh-huh. Um, now, mine is a million miles away from whatever the fuck that was that you just read. Hey, man. <laughs> no judgments allowed. What I love is there's no <laughs> conviction. You're like, hey, man. Like, even you know that you, you, you took the Drabble format and you threw it in the fire. <laughs> You were like, bitch, deal with the ashes. And now I'm here dealing with the ashes. So anyway. Um, so yeah, so mine is a lot, it's a lot more tame. Okay, um, okay. Which I feel like I say every week, but guys, this week it actually is true. Uh Fest Buckets, <laughs> this is going to be the absolute fluff to Nicole's sizzle. Um <laughs> I apologize, but also I don't apologize. That should be our band name, Sizzle and Fluff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Krasinski, let's go. John's mask twitches as he adjusts his costume for the hundredth time, but the claws make his moves a little clumsy. Far less graceful than the character he's impersonating anyway. We're headed to a Halloween party, and I'm determined to win the costume contest. He scratches at the sliver of skin showing at his neck. You're sure this is okay, he asks again, his voice muffled by the mask. I exhale loudly and smile. More than okay, I reply. When he huffs again after a short silence, I pull the mask off altogether and stare at him until he grins. You're a paler than usual T'Challa, yes, I say. (laughs) I ruffle his hair and drag my hands through his shaggy beard. But, I say faux sharply, swishing my cape behind me and smoothing down the sides of my frohawk. But I am Storm, and naturally, I need Black Panther at my side. (laughs) He throws his head back and laughs out loud. Okay. His twinkling eyes take on an appreciative gleam as he takes in my costume. No one is going to be looking at me anyway, he says. Finally, I say, you're getting it. (laughs) Please leave this planet for making John Krasinski fucking Black Panther. (laughs) What the hell? I just wanted to sprinkle a little stardust. Oh, John Krasinski. I'm just like, you know what? I would make my paler-than-usual boyfriend dress up as T'Challa. I'm like, take it. Take the glares of the people as we walk through the streets. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's I Johnny. I enjoyed that. I Thank enjoyed you. that. I could Thank tell. you. The laughter bubbled from your stomach. I was like, I got her. I got her good. I'm excited. I'm glad you like that. I, I like writing that also as well. <sighs> uh, I was just, just seeing his little face. <laughs> That little silver necklace. Yes. <laughs> it's like what? What do you? What do you want me to dress up as? Black Panther love. All right. Cheers, darling. <laughs> oh boy. Well, listeners, <laughs> quite the task this week. <laughs> I know. You got to let us know which one. Um, you know, 
gave you uh, some special feelings, I guess. I think we all know the one that gave us special feelings. <laughs> my, the feelings evoked by mine are very, very regular. Okay? <laughs> you put out some real special feeling vibes. That's oh, all I'm going to say. Gosh. I know who I'm voting for. And fam, it's not me. So I'm just putting that on the table. <laughs> so Thirst Buckets. We'll have this poll up on our Twitter at Kit. And you can vote. We're going to give you, you know, a day to think about these things, you know, mm-hmm. listen to the episode again, mm-hmm. maybe a third time. I mean, just to be sure, make it full time. Right. And then on Friday, you can vote mm-hmm. and let us know yeah. which John moved you. <laughs> <laughs> moved something. As long as there's movement. <laughs> and as always, everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Thursday Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi, TK Dutess and Camila Salazar. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit, and we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T-N Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadew, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus, we are on Tumblr, where you can find quite a few of the beards we've mentioned in this episode, <laughs> and that's at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. Please come first with us over there please head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and rate the show. It helps other people discover their state kit as if they need any more help. <laughs> um, and we always appreciate five stars. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of undying fealty and appreciation to thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. As always, stay thirsty. Do we want, if we bleep out um, arm to make it even filthier sounding? Like, what yes. could it possibly Four could have curled around me. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> How big is it? <laughs>